Good morning and welcome. In the name of Jesus, amen. Today is our third Sunday of Advent, and our sermon of text, we're going to take a look at one of our psalms and kind of take a, a, a walk through that. Uh, I'll give you this little heads up at, toward the end of the sermon. It's going to be a little interactive. Um, you're going to actually ask questions. Well, we've got the questions all picked out for you, so it'll be, it'll be easy. And I will respond to those questions. But Jason will have them up on the, on the screen at that time. Um, thank you for all those who made it, made it, were able to make it yesterday for the children's uh, Christmas uh, program. It was awesome. And, and to our junior high and senior high youth that also helped out with uh, the kids. That was great. And then the Christmas party afterwards with great food and caroling. That was really awesome. Well, today, as we, we, we take one step closer to celebrate the, the, the Christ child, but also remember Advent is also saying, come Lord Jesus, come. We're waiting for him to come back so we can all go into, into glory with him. So let's begin this morning with our, our, our Psalm our Psalm 31 is our theme song. And it's verse 13. It says, for you are my rock and my fortress. And for your namesake, you lead me and guide me. Let's sing Arise, O Christian People. It's hymn number 354, if you'd like to follow in the, the hymnal.
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. We light the third candle on the Advent wreath as a bright light that reminds us of the guidance that we have in God's Word and in our Savior Jesus, the Word made flesh. The prophet Isaiah spoke of a highway prepared by God, the way of holiness. The redeemed shall walk there. O holy child of Bethlehem, be born in us today. You were born to redeem us through faith in your name. We walk the way of holiness. Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Holy child of Bethlehem. Please rise. Let us confess our sins to God and ask his forgiveness. Almighty God. In mercy, God sent his son into the world to be our savior. Jesus took our sins onto himself and carried them to the cross where he suffered the penalty of death in our place. I announce to you that your sins are forgiven in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We sing step by step.
Let us pray. Almighty God, you have given us the gift of your holy word. In its sacred pages, we learn of your mighty acts of power and your promise of the Messiah as proclaimed through the prophets. In the written word, we see that that promise fulfilled in the birth, life, death, and resurrection of our Savior, Jesus Christ, the word made flesh. As we follow our Lord in faith, we find comfort, hope, and guidance through the Holy Scriptures. Help us by your Spirit to grow stronger in faith as we read and study the Scriptures to learn all that you have done for us. Guide us according to your will. Hear our prayer and accept our praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Please be seated. We sing hymn number 349, Hark the Glad Sound. Have any children that would like to come up for the children's message this morning? Good morning. You guys happy today? Good. Just wanted to make sure. I'm happy today. It's a great day, right? So what did you guys do on Friday? Hmm? Went to your grandpa's? Okay. Did you guys have school on Friday? So you went to school also, right? You guys have books? What kind of books do you study? Oh, good answer. Textbooks. How many textbooks? So do you have one for math? 
A book for math? You know, 2 plus 2 equals 72? You can correct me. It's okay. 2 plus 2 equals 4. Okay. You have a, read, a book you read? Okay. How about for English? Okay. How about science? You have a science book too? You have a science book? And a math so you, and can I assume you guys actually read them and, and study them? Okay, good. And those are all good books, right? To, to, so that we can learn about all these things and stuff. And I have a book, and I know you guys already have a book like this. I'm pretty sure. Do you know what book this is? It is the Bible. It is probably the best book ever written. You know why? I'm sorry? It talks about God's word, and, and God himself actually wrote this. He breathed the words into the people who wrote the book, and then they would put it in, in their words so that we can understand it and that we can learn um, so many different stories. You guys have a, in the Old Testament, you guys have a favorite story in the Old Testament, like Adam and Eve or Abraham or King David or David and the Goliath? No favorite stories? All right, how about the New Testament? No? Okay. Well, most people, I think the most favorite story in the New Testament is probably either what happens that we celebrate in a couple of weeks. You know what we celebrate in a couple of weeks? Christmas, right? And what's, So what's really important about Christmas? God's birth. You didn't say Santa Claus. I'm so proud of you. Santa Claus, he's kind of cool, but, but it is all about Jesus for us, isn't it? Because he was born of a virgin, Mary, and, and what did Jesus end up doing? He died for us, right, on the cross. Good answer. And all that's in the book, right? And you, you all have your own Bible, right? I, I was pretty sure you guys did. Um, so, so, do you have a, so do you have a favorite story in the New Testament? Like Jesus' birth or his sacrifice on the cross or all the miracles he did. or uh, You like the miracles. I, I kind of like those too. But how about you? You too? What? Same here? Okay. So we're all on the same page. That means we all have wonderful minds and we think alike. Like, this is really good. So do you guys read your Bible? It's in the storage unit. Mom... I'm kidding. <laughs> it's okay. Because you guys are moving pretty soon, right? Yeah, so you got everything all packed away. So that is a good thing because you want to make sure that goes with you. Although I'm sure Dad's got a Bible there that if you need to get one, or Mom will get you another one, but that'll be good. I'm sorry? He is working at a, at a church, and that's really cool. So, And I think you guys are going to be going to school there too at the church? Yeah, that's pretty cool too. Well, let's pray. Let's give thanks, since you guys all have a Bible. We'll give thanks to God that for us giving his word so that we can celebrate and understand about Christmas. And you guys are leaving pretty soon, I think, maybe. So we'll maybe pray for safe travels in this case. This is crazy. Pray with me. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for the gift of your word, the Holy Bible. Help us to understand it so we, too, and share it with others. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, guys.
morning. Um, Old Testament reading for today is from Isaiah chapter 35, beginning with verse 5. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened, and the ears of the deaf unstopped. Then shall the lame man leap like a deer, and the tongue of the mute sing for joy. For waters break forth in the wilderness, and streams in the desert. The burning sand shall become a pool, and the thirsty ground springs of water in the haunt of the jackals. Where they lie down, the grass shall become reeds and rushes, and a highway shall be there, and it shall be called the way of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it. It shall belong to those who walk on the way. Even if they are fools, they shall not go astray. No lion shall be there, nor shall any ravenous beast come up on it. They shall not be found there, but the redeemed shall walk there, and the ransom of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with singing. Everlasting joy shall be upon their heads. They shall obtain gladness and joy, and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. This is the word of the Lord. The epistle lesson for this morning, 2 Corinthians chapter 2, beginning with verse 14. But thanks be to God, who in Christ always leads us in triumphal procession, and through us spreads the fragrance of the knowledge of him everywhere. For we are the aroma of Christ to God among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. To one, a fragrance from death to death. To the other, a fragrance from life to life. Who is sufficient for these things? For we are not, like so many, peddlers of God's word, but as men of sincerity, as commissioned by God, in the sight of God, we speak in Christ. This is the word of the Lord. We rise for the reading of the Holy Gospel. Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the first chapter. And his father, Zechariah, was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied, saying, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people and has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets from of old, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us, to show the mercy promised to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant, the oath that he swore to our father Abraham to grant us that we, being delivered from the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all our days. And you, child, will be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation to his people and the forgiveness of their sins. Because of the tender mercy of our God, whereby the sunrise shall visit us from on high, to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. This is the gospel of the Lord. 
We sing hymn number 347, Comfort, Comfort, Ye My People. Please be seated. Grace, peace, and mercy from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Our sermon text today comes from Psalm 31, verses 1 to 5, as follows. In you, O Lord, do I take refuge. Let me never be put to shame. In your righteousness, deliver me. Incline your ear to me. Rescue me speedily. Be a rock of refuge for me, a strong fortress to save me. For you are my rock and my fortress. And for your namesake, you lead me and guide me. You take me out of the net they have hidden for me. For you are my refuge. Into your hand I commit my spirit. You have redeemed me, O Lord, faithful God. Thus our text. I'd like to begin this morning by sharing a story um, 
from a, from a pastor, and some of you may relate to this. He writes, I was lost once in the deep woods of the Cascade Mountains in Oregon. I had driven up on my own and was looking forward to cutting a noble fir for our family Christmas tree. I stopped to pick up a permit at the ranger's office and drove to the area designated for cutting trees. A couple of pickups had already pulled over and were parked at the mileage marker on the side of the road. Into the woods I went with my saw and rope in hand. You should know that I am not a mountaineering person. It was afternoon as I entered the woods alone in search of the perfect Christmas tree. I had to, too late a start, and I went in solo. The tree eluded me for hours as a gentle snow began to fall, covering my tracks. As the sun began to set with no tree in tow, I suddenly realized as I turned around that I was not sure which way to go to get back to my car. Two trails appeared before me, neither revealing any clear tracks because of the snow. In this Robert Frost moment, two rows, two rows diverged in the yellow wood. I sat on a log and pondered which trail to take. I remember praying for guidance. Then it was still for a mo few moments until I heard a rustling and footsteps. A bear, I thought. Great. The end with a bear encounter. I turned trembling. To my utter surprise, coming from behind me was not a bear, but Jerry, a member of our church, pulling a freshly cut noble fur behind him. He was the owner of one of those pickups I had seen on the road. I knew him, and he recognized me right away. You're lost, he said, calling my name. Totally, I admitted. Jerry knew these woods like the back of his hand, and he knew me. He put his hand on my shoulder and simply said, follow me. I did. He guided me out of the woods. The next morning, there was a noble fir Christmas tree on our front porch. In the words of Psalm 31, verse 3, Jerry was a rock and fortress for me that day. I trusted him to lead and guide me to safety because I knew him well, and I had complete confidence that he knew those woods. Yet both Jerry and I were very much aware that night that God was the one busy all day orchestrating my safe arrival home despite my greenhorn mistake in the woods. It turns out God is very good at leading and guiding. Now that you've heard his story, let's take a look at scripture for further direction. Psalm 31 is a prayer. It's a prayer specifically for guidance, and it's accredited to David, the former shepherd, the king, and also a songwriter. We may forget that the book of Psalms is actually a collection of songs to be sung by God's people. An old proverb says, to sing is to pray twice. To know that these words were first sung enhances their intensity. A possible setting for the psalm is a conspiracy to overthrow and assassinate King David, led by his son Absalom. Just reading through the first five verses, as I did at the beginning of, of our sermon, you can catch the urgency of David's situation. He begins with a prayer for deliverance, a prayer 
for rescue, asking God to be his rock, to be his fortress. And then still in prayer, David confesses that this is exactly what God is for him, a rock and a fortress. He has complete trust that God will lead him and guide him out of his situation. Note that David asked God to lead. He asked God to guide him, and he says, for your name's sake, for God's name. David can expect this from God because this is what God does. He leads and he guides. It is God being true to who God is for your name's sake. We, you and I, must not miss here the tie between prayer and trust. David was confident in prayer because he trusted in the Lord. He knew the Lord and the Lord knew him. They had a track record together. And the Lord had learned that the name, or David had learned that the name of the Lord could be trusted. David says, you have redeemed me in verse 5, O Lord, faithful God. And in that same verse, David gives you and me a beautiful prayer of trust. He says, into your hands I commit my spirit. These words would become a cherished prayer spoken for centuries by Jewish children at their bedtime. The prayer's significance would be even more enhanced when Jesus himself spoke that prayer from the cross just before he died. Luke records it in chapter 23, verse 46 of his gospel. Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. Our Lord on the cross fell asleep in his father's arms, trusting that he was safe. The story of Advent is a story of God leading and guiding. From a fallen Eden where God promised one would crush the serpent's head, to Abraham, called by God to lead a chosen nation. From the redeeming exodus of God's enslaved people to the return of God's people from exile in Babylon. From the prophets to the songwriters, from God choosing Mary to give birth to the world's Savior, to John the Baptist preparing the way, from Bethlehem to Nazareth to Capernaum to Jerusalem and back to the Father's side, from the teaching to the healing, from the dying to the rising, from the apostles and the martyrs to the church today. Through it all, through every twist in every plot of our sacred story, God has been leading and guiding for God's name's sake. You and I know the Lord. We trust in the Lord to lead us and to guide us because of this amazing rescue history, this great sacred story arching over all of human history. We trust the Lord. Because in our own stories, we have experienced his leading and his guiding. There are times for us, like David, when we are threatened, or we are lost, or we are uncertain, or we are struggling to decide which way do we go. It's like sitting lost in a darkened, darkening forest and hearing rustling behind us. We can think the worst. It's a bear. We can be like children crying in the night. Then, because we know the Lord, there comes the prayer, David's prayer, as paraphrased 
by the, by the message. Psalm 31, verse 3 to 5, he writes, You're my cave to hide in, my cliff to climb. Be my safe leader. Be my true mountain guide. Free me from hidden traps. I want to hide in you. I put my life in your hands. You won't drop me. You'll never let me down. Again, the message, Psalm 31, 3 to 5. Many of you know the name of the poet Christina Rossetti. She may be best known as the poet who wrote the lyrics of the Christmas carol in the bleak midwinter. Writing in the mid-19th century, her children's poetry and her religious verse are still read and cherished today. A little-known poem by her is titled Uphill and presents a dialogue between a trekker ascending toward an inn and a voice encouraging her along the way. The poem is structured very simply. The uphill traveler asks questions, and the encouraging voice responds. For Christians, it is easy to identify the voice as the voice of God, affirming the promise of safety and rest. So together now, you'll ask the question that's on the screen, and I'll respond. Yes, to the very end. From morn to night, my friend. A roof for when the slow, dark hours begin. You cannot miss the inn. Those who have gone before. They will not keep you standing at the door. Of labor, you shall find the sun. Yea, beds for all who come. Isn't it great to know that in all of the uphill treks of our lives, God is with us to lead us and to guide us. It helps to know, too, that others have gone the uphill journey before us and have heard the voice of God in the scriptures or in the encouraging words of a friend. There is and will be, just as promised in the psalm, a rock, a fortress, or in Rossetti's words, but, there, but is there for the night a resting place, a roof for where the slow, dark hour begins, May not the darkness hide it from my face. You cannot miss the end. Such trust, such confidence we have in God because Jesus made the uphill climb from the manger to the cross and there found rest with his father in his dying breath. The uphill trekker has proven that God will lead and guide and get you and me home safely. And so, as Christmas nears, we simply pray, Lord Christ, be born in us today. Amen. Let us sing hymn number 803, Joyful, Joyful, We Adore Thee.
rise. confess the Apostles' Creed. I believe. Lord and Savior, hear our prayers on behalf of those who are suffering from illness. Audrey and Jean and Barbara and Rick and, and Dan. And the lost, those who have lost family members, the Janicki family and the Simmons family. And for those who are struggling in their relationship with you and with others, lead them to search the scriptures for the comfort and guidance that you alone can give, holy child of Bethlehem. Lord and Savior, in the scriptures we read the words of the prophet Isaiah, who foretold that God would establish a way of holiness, a place for the redeemed to walk. Through faith in your name, we walk that holy way with joy, holy child of Bethlehem. Lord and Savior, you announced that you are the way, the truth, and the life. You are the way of holiness proclaimed by the prophet. You alone are the way to the Father, holy child of Bethlehem. Holy Savior, Lord of all nations, hear our prayer and accept our grateful praise. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. Give the to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places offer thanks and praise to you, Lord our God, for you have not only promised us eternal life with you, but have also bestowed on us the gift of faith by which we can trust that by his death and resurrection, Your son has fulfilled all your promises, opening heaven to all who call on him for mercy and forgiveness. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And after having given thanks, he broke it. He gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. 
In the same way, after supper, he took the cup. And after having given thanks, he gave it to his disciples and said, Take drink. This is the cup of the New Testament of my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. As often as we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. O Lord Jesus Christ, only Son of the Father, in giving us your body and blood to eat and to drink, you lead us to remember and confess your holy cross and passion, your blessed death, your rest in the tomb, your resurrection from the dead, your ascension into heaven, and your coming for the final judgment. So remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray, Our Father. Peace of the Lord be with you always. Amen. Please be seated.
Please rise. And a highway shall be there, and it shall, shall be called the way of holiness. May the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times in every way. The Lord be with you all. We sing, O come, O come, Emmanuel.
Amen. Please be seated. We have some announcements this morning. Uh, we got one. I was going to say it's me first. No announcements. I'm on vacation because I don't make an announcement. It feels like I'm always up here. Um, I'm Carrie Link. I'm one of the people that works on missions in the church, and tomorrow we will be uh, preparing for our new apartment at FaithWorks. I have a favor to ask all of you. I mean, if you want help, fine. I need you to pray for the new family. They haven't chosen it yet, so I need you to pray. God knows who the family is, but we need to pray for the family before they're chosen. That's all. Thanks. She just got back from vacation. Beautiful Hawaii. I just threw her and down under the bus, but that's okay. Uh, See, other announcements. Wednesday night will be our third Advent midweek service, uh, Soup Supper at 5.30. And um, you'll have to come to see where I stand on this Wednesday. We've stood behind the altar. We stood in the chancel area. Maybe the balcony. Not a good, good, good spot. <laughs> um, and, and there'll be uh, um, uh, another project for you and more questions for you. So uh, uh, please come. Uh, come for supper first if you're able. Then come and stay um, as we have our third and then fourth one after that. Um, we have Bible study uh, at 10.45, right? In Romans, we're starting chapter 12 today. Um, and uh, so please come and join us for that. And it doesn't matter if you missed the first 12 chapters, you just come in and we'll bring you up to speed so fast. It'll be great. Um, thank you for all those who helped, um, especially our school with the children's program and in our junior high and senior high kids that helped all those that put together all the food, which is all you all who brought food for the dinner afterwards and the incredible cleanup job you guys did last night. I am just pleasantly amazed. You wouldn't even know that anything happened in the gym last night. It's probably the cleanest it's been in a real long time. So maybe we need to do more dinners downstairs for that. Um, so thank you for all that. It took a lot of work and a lot of people to get everything done for that. Uh, and, and if you missed the uh, children's program, I think we have it online. Yep, we did. We, we recorded it, so you can go to our webpage and you can, you can see it. And, and as always, you'll have a delightful amount of crying. So, not from the adults, from the little ones. And uh, um, so, but it was great. They did a, they did a, a, a great job too. So, um, you have an announcement? Okay. Like me? I'm still recovering from last night. Uh, <laughs> delayed thought, memory. Uh, let the festivities continue. Uh, my name's Allison, and not only do I belong to this congregation, but I also belong to our Swedish Lodge, which meets here. And this Friday, 
We're having our um, Festival of Light service here in the sanctuary, and then we're having a Swedish Christmas dinner of uh, Swedish meatballs and ham uh, in the Fellowship Hall. And if you're interested in coming, it's this Friday at uh, 6 o'clock. Doors open at 5.30. And uh, see either myself or Karen, who's waving in the back of the room back there. Uh, And we'll get to the rest of the... Put your name on the list and get to the details. Okay, thank you. Thanks, Allison. Um, And... uh, one, one, one last announcement, or it's not, actually not an announcement, it's a thank you. Um, if you're here Wednesday night, uh, I shared it with some Wednesday night. So last week, I think before last Sunday, I mentioned to you all that I was going in for some back treatment. And uh, so I showed up at the doctors on Monday uh, for it, and, you know, they like to know what's your pain level. Well, three weeks ago, my pain level was like 10, off the charts. Couldn't sleep, couldn't lay down, anything. Um, so they, they had a plan of action, but they couldn't do it till we got back from our trip because there's, there's potential for side effects, and if we were on the road, I was going to be out of luck. So they refused, not refused, they just said we can't do, do, do the treatment. So Monday I showed up for the treatment, and they asked me, well, so what's your pain level? I said, well, about three. <laughs> and the doctor looks at me and goes, he looks at the paperwork, and this doctor I'd never met, and says, uh, it says you're eight, nine, ten. Yep, I was. He says, well, we don't do this treatment with people who have threes. I won't argue with you. <laughs> I don't care to have needles be put into my spine. So, okay. Great. He says, you go see the doctor who prescribed it. I have an appointment with him right now anyway, as soon as I finish with you. So I walk downstairs to the, to the doctor, and he's sitting at his computer. How'd the shots go? I didn't get them. He flips around and goes, what? I said, well, I'm a three today. <laughs> and he goes, no, you were an 8, 9, 10 three weeks ago. It doesn't ha-. And he was so confused about what, what's going on. And he goes, I have to do something. I said, okay, what do you want to do? And he said, lay down. I lay down. He feels the back a little bit. And he, I can see him just shaking his head. And he says, I'm going to drop the table, which I had no clue what that meant. Simply what it meant was he raises the table, then he drops it all through automation stuff. And what it does, it moves your back some way. And then he touches my back and says, Wow, yep. And he just shook his head. He goes, can I see you next Monday, which will be tomorrow? I said, sure, I'll come back. And, and Jane's with me through all this. And as we walk out, she goes, you know what it is? She goes, you had so many people praying for you. Thank you for all your prayers. Because it is no doubt in my mind, no doubt in Jane's mind, the doctors may not be sure. I'll work on them this week. Um, <laughs> that... that Right now, it's, it's probably in the two to three. So it's very, what it is, it's a stiff pain now is all I have. But I can sleep fine. I can lay down again. And I'm not screaming so, or crying. So that's a good thing. So we give thanks to God, but I give thanks for your prayers. He listens to prayers. He makes the decision how he wants to answer it. And he answered it in a way that the doctors would probably say it's a miracle. And I would say, yep. It's got God's hand on my back. And uh, so we'll keep praying, though, because I'd kind of like to get rid of the three, two, and the one also. Uh, I know, selfish on my part, but, you know, keep praying for me on that, too. Let's go, thank you again. Let's go in peace and serve the Lord.